I don't know. I can't get past the smell. Like, it smells so <laughs> strange. It smells... I don't even know how to describe it. Well, horse grain is good because it has molasses. Oh. And that's what people eat. Okay. But I'm not talking about soft dog food. That's nasty. Yeah. It's yeah. more like the hard stuff. It was actually a little bitter. A little bitter puppy chow, a little... Uh, yeah. Little it, it just, there, a little... Uh, it sustains you in between meals. Huh? <laughs> 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 but that's probably oh, why my. I'm not the healthiest person <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I mean, I've literally have loved animals and basically it's gotten through pretty rough childhood just surrounding myself with animals they were my life just they were the they're just the best things in the world so yeah i just went whatever i can do to help them i'm all for it it's really easy to get discouraged and think that not enough is happening but again what's been the most empowering thing for me is to remember why you're doing what you're doing and go out there don't wait for anyone to give you an opportunity because that opportunity could be a long time coming and just this whole world of creating your own content and just getting out there and collaborating with like-minded people is probably the most liberating and empowering thing because you're so busy just doing what you love and going out there and being passionate and putting out material that you're proud of that there's really no time for the lulls you're not thinking about that so you just concentrate on your craft study as much as you can and go out there and do something every single day and at the end of the day you're going to know that you did everything you possibly could to fulfill you know whatever dream that you might have in this industry good evening folks and welcome to the cinema after dark podcast my name is max cole and my god you know me as the host and the producer of this show and i'm broadcasting here from the entertainment capital of the world sunny los angeles california the sun is now starting to set and it's been a hot day let me tell you but that beautiful moonlight it will soon be upon us thanks so much for joining me on this podcast tonight we are broadcasting live here on cinemaafterdark.com so shout out to all the listeners out there and you can also find us on mixler that's mixlr.com slash cinema after dark if you want to listen to us live but remember you can always subscribe to our podcast here on itunes stitcher tune in and google play remember if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast make sure you reach out to me via the contact link that is in our website there i mean one thing i do want to remind everyone is that you certainly need to have some skin in the game before reaching out and buy skin in the game just need to have a few credits under your belt we certainly value that for credibility and we've got to have something to talk about i also strongly encourage you to follow us on twitter at cinema after dark for the latest show updates and remind everyone listening that this is an information and discussion based podcast we do not censor ourselves and we sure the hell do not censor our guests but please keep in mind there may be views and opinions expressed on this podcast that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host now we've got a great guest here tonight an actress and producer by the name of christine jason let me tell you a little bit about christine christine jace is an american actress and producer she's known for her lead roles in unlocked doors bad bad girl and shamita christine has extensive training and has worked on television she's done internet videos she's done music videos and done some theater both as the producer and star of the film dream girl she is welcomed into the film festival world with open 
arms. It's always good to hear that. In addition to being a working actor, Christine is passionate about fighting for causes and protecting the rights of animals. And I think that's outstanding because we love our animals out there, especially our our dogs. I'm a dog fan. But let me bring Christine on this program here. Christine, my goodness. Welcome. Hello there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I was saying off off mic there that it's so nice to have you on the program and i really appreciate your patience and i've got to you know obviously thank the wonderful lady that um kind of connected us miss carrie she's wonderful and she really got everything uh going here tonight so i really appreciate shout out to her yes she's been a godsend i work with her weekly so i highly recommend anyone who's looking for a mentor she's she's amazing so i'm really glad she hooked us up oh my god she's fantastic i'm gonna let you yeah why don't you plug her for a second i mean we got to give her a shout out don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well i i work with dallas travers who's also you know an awesome coach but yeah. carrie did an imdb guest expert thing on a like i think one of the monthly guest expert calls and then so i just emailed her and she just taught me how to revamp my imdb page but I didn't know that she basically did coaching, so I couldn't resist. And I just, um, we literally talk every Monday and I've worked with her for several months and I probably accomplished more in, in the last year and a half than I have in the last seven years with her. Wow. So I, I wouldn't recommend her enough. I mean, she's just incredible and she's just been a huge, um, I mean, she makes you, she makes you accountable to what you say you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. I'll say that much. I know she was on me about getting you on the show. She's like, get her in here already. <laughs> and I was I like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We're trying to make some changes or whatnot. And she was on me about it. I love that though. I love that kind of energy. It's right. It's good energy. Yes, you have to be careful what you tell her that you're going to do because she won't let you not do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Good. Yes. Yeah. So shout out out there, Miss Carrie. We see you. Oh my! But yes. it is a pleasure to have you on this program here tonight. And I kind of want to just rewind a bit and let's kind of bring our listeners up to speed. Would you mind sharing where you were born and raised? How you got started in this whole film thing, film and television? I mean, entertainment. It's just. Oh, it's awesome. But how did you get started? Well, I'm from Santa Barbara, a faraway land from LA. <laughs> so <laughs> not not exactly too far. But yeah, I, I yeah, I moved here ten years ago and it's not like I did plays and theater and all that stuff in high school, but it just ever since I was a kid, I would always watch movies and I was super shy, but it just was the biggest escape for me and I knew it was something I could do, but I wasn't exactly in a family that uh encouraged you to go out and you know be a big dreamer so it was really practical but then yeah like 10 years ago I just you know, I was a personal trainer and I'm like well I can do that in LA and just go ahead and, and follow my dreams and so I did I just you know Santa Barbara's close but there's not exactly any opportunities for film and so I just jumped right into it and there you know no one else in my family is you know the least bit interested in anything to do with the industry um, <laughs> and they were actually a little surprised for me being so shy but I don't know it just was such a it was so cathartic it really took me out of my shell and made me really just grow up quickly and, and I just knew that just playing characters and living in that fantasy life was everything I dealt with my in my childhood or anything insecurities that I had it's just you become 
a completely different person. So I just grew tremendously, probably like the first year that I started acting. So I just, I just never turned back. So there was just no, no doing anything else as far as, um, you know, what I love. I mean, I'm a strong believer and you just go after what you want, no matter how hard it's going to be. Oh, interesting. So you didn't really have the support where I mean, or did you have the support or was it just well, not mean, a lack of, was it just like a lack of interest? Cause I, I know with a certain generation, obviously acting and anything that's really entertainment related seems so far away unless, you know, obviously they, were in the business themselves. So what was kind of the situation like in your household? Yeah, it was it was more it was kind of like, you know, just get a job, you know, support yourself, but it wasn't exactly stretch yourself and go. It's not that they were negative. It's just like, oh, that's that's nice, you know, you like that, but it's and, you know, they're supportive to this day, but it was never just they didn't quite understand it like that that's what you want to do for a living. I mean, wh- how would you possibly do that? So yeah. it, it was not like they pushed me, but which is completely understandable. It's, you know, the hardest career on the planet probably to really make a living at. But but yeah, I mean, they enjoy watching doing what I do and they're extremely supportive now. It's oh, just we great. didn't we lived in a very practical household where you just, you know, you do what you need to do, you get a job, support yourself and and, and that's that. So yeah. it wasn't exactly encouraged to do, you know, go out on a limb and do something crazy. Right, right. It's interesting too because, you know, my family was very similar in that regard. Uh they really couldn't see that as even a possibility, you know, this whole film thing and being a filmmaker and it just wasn't in their their mindset at all. But it's interesting with you because you're uh, obviously, you know, close to LA too. So it is certainly a little bit closer to where the lights, cameras, and action are, are happening. It's interesting hearing that from somebody whose family was also you know, rather close. Yes, it was close enough to probably do stay in Santa Barbara and do both. But yeah, yeah it, it was the scariest thing, like living in, living in Santa Barbara. I was so comfortable there. And moving to L.A. was extremely frightening. But at the same time, it was like I lived in Santa Monica when I first moved here. So Santa Monica is kind of just like a bigger version of Santa Barbara. So it wasn't yeah. too much of a culture shock. So I didn't end up going back. Like once I left, like people can't understand how I leave Santa Barbara, but Santa Barbara is very sheltered and small and it's nice, but you get pretty complacent there because there's just not a whole lot going on. Oh, so I never feel like I want to go back just, you know, maybe for the weekend, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got some good places to drink some wine there though. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> Do you like wine, by the way? No, actually, it gives me ex- migraines. <laughs> yeah, people say that. Interesting. Is it red or I'm, white? Does it matter what kind? It's anything. I mean, to be yeah. perfectly honest, I haven't drank in 12 years. And like the last year was the first time I started having a drink. And, and, and Tito, <laughs> Tito's is my friend. <laughs> yes, uh, I have discovered Tito's. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to ask you how you book jobs, because that's something that people constantly wonder what has worked for you? Is there any methods that you would like to share? I, I just wonder how that works from an actor standpoint. You know, what's your method of madness? Well, to be honest, I mean, not to turn the conversation anything like a downer, but... Oh, um, no worries. I, I'm, I, I'm I, keep um, it real here, so whatever. <laughs> when I came out here, it's like, you know, just the typical Asian thing getting submitted. And then I had to lay low for a while because I have a chronic pain condition. So I was mm. like, can I be in this this career? Because it's... I just felt like I was going, you know, full speed ahead. And then I had to have months where I just laid really low. Nothing was happening. And then to be honest, in the last two years, I've probably done more than I have in the last 10 because things have kind of turned around for me. And I've found ways to kind of delegate certain tasks to where, you know, that's why I hired Carrie to where I can do the whole business side and have mentors and 
accountability buddies and, and just however my day has to be since I don't feel like I necessarily have a full 24 hours like everyone else does because I have my you know bad times. Yeah. But um, it, recently, I've probably booked more things just by creating my own work and just putting myself out there networking wise because like I always just followed the book of just oh, you know wait you know, wait for your agent to submit you and then hope someone calls and it was just getting the most it was the most frustrating thing on the planet. So last year, I just, as I felt my life was passing me by, I decided, well, I'm just going to make my own short film. And that was last August. And that was just really liberating because I I said I wanted to be in film festivals and now it's going to be on its sixth one in August. Yeah, congrats on that. So thank you. So it felt, it just felt wonderful. So I just found out it seems like, you know, work begets work. So it's as long as I'm out there doing my thing and not, sitting here thinking I'm not having enough auditions or people seem to be going out way more than I am. I try not to think of any of that and just go out there and do what I love. And then things kind of tend to gravitate towards you is what I've noticed. That is so, so true. You know, the universe responds to action. It always does. It does not respond to complacency. And there are times when we must be still, but I think anytime we are in motion, we are going to attract motion. So it's weird how that kind of, um, works in an elemental stage there but i want to talk about that film that you know you're referring to too in a second but is there a role that you've been wanting to play but you haven't had an opportunity to play it yet because there obviously are filmmakers and other creative types out there that uh may be looking to cast someone in certain roles and and maybe there's something that you've been licking your chops to do well my favorite absolute favorite is all those definitely has been more an influx of is the tougher girl roles like alias i i would have done that for free i mean that was the best show on the planet i loved her character yeah i, I just want to do things with like with wonder woman coming out and there's just a lot of really strong female character roles Finally, i just right? love those yeah i just love those action-packed like you know you still have your vulnerable side but you're still out there taking care of yourself you're not like the you know the arm candy with the boyfriend and yeah, just boring yeah, I mean, that and, and any wonderful romantic comedy is, I just eat that stuff up. That's ah, my absolute you like favorite a, You like a little romance there, a little, uh, what about a good ending or a bad ending? Or do you, what are you more? No, they with? have to be good endings. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can't deal with movies with that endings. <laughs> they just don't work with me. Yeah, I guess that's, that's true for me too. Although I do like some dark stuff. I do like some some stuff that kind of ends kind of messed up. I mean, there's been some really good movies like that. Blue Valentine and... Oh God! I can go down the list for some movies. Yeah, that, I just love. that was good. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the kind that make you really think and ponder. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do like those because you know it's tough. I mean, like that whole love thing, and that's there's a lot of things that go on that are good and bad, and it's not always like a fairy tale. Because I think sometimes movies give you this false reality of the reality of relationships. Sometimes you have your ups and downs, but I I don't know. I, I'm with you. I like a I like a happy ending at the end. It's always a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I like the darker movies when I see actors that I love and I watch them for the the acting aspect. Mm, but yes. but otherwise, I'm more you know I want to feel good and be uplifted. But like yeah, if I sit and watch movies that are, with non actors, they like why are you watching this? But it's just because it's incredible actors yeah. that are in it is what I usually watch the dark movies for. Oh, very cool, very cool. By the way, if anyone in the chat has you know a question for Christine, feel free to plug that question in there, and we'll try to fit that in just wanted to throw that out there but let's talk about some of your latest work there uh you played a secretary recently in a film uh, called ceo what was that uh, experience like 
That was fun. That was a that was a uh, someone was doing a web series that uh, he does. He mainly actually interviews a lot of music industry people, but he did a web series. Well, he just did. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a silly CEO, mm-hmm. crazy CEO. So I just played <laughs> the, the 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 grounded, level headed secretary with him. So cool. So that was really fun. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a group that I work with that put out a lot of TCD studios that put out a lot of web series. So that was fun meeting a lot of different people there and just jumping in and playing all different characters with them. And, and uh, he was one of them that, that it was definitely nice to play. Yeah. Web series are, are just, I've kind of gotten into those lately just cause it's, it's great. I mean, you can literally just pick up your iPhone and just, come up with a storyline and basically be doing that every week, yep. which is, which is wonderful. Cause yep. about the thing of not waiting for your agent, that's just like when I start getting frustrated or things not coming in, I yeah. realize, well, I don't have to wait. There's pretty much anything you can do on a weekly basis. So that was one of them that we did re- fairly recently. That's pretty cool. That's kind of how you approached dream girl too, right? You know, obviously played the lead in that. I, I kind of want to know what that whole experience is was like for you you know as a producer that's something that you know obviously was a a cool challenge uh correct yeah that was you know kind of going back to not being you know healthy all the time i i came off like a five week just being really really sick and i was like thinking like you know my life's not going anywhere <laughs> i need to do something so i just sat and thought of like okay i need to collaborate with people like i don't know how to edit or or write and like i'm learning all that stuff now and i'm like well if i wait until i learn all that it's going to be another year so i just came up with a storyline and then i met up with some people that basically knew how to produce things and and write and edit so i i got together with the writer and then you know so the story was by me but i didn't write it but um it was great i love that she wrote the script and then you know about a month later we went ahead and shot it and it was just it was so it was great because even though i didn't directly do it all myself i thought well if that's not my expertise it doesn't matter this is my first time out and it was such a collaborative effort that it was i had from start to finish all the editing which took a long time but like every little note that i had they changed everything so the whole process from start to finish was so rewarding that you know i was really happy with the outcome mm-hmm. and you know and shooting in general was interesting <laughs> was- by the way let's let's rewind a minute we're talking about the film dream girl and i understand that uh, amanda glassman uh, wrote that right and you both kind of co-wrote it you said you did the edits and things of that nature was that did you come to her with that story or did she come to you with that story how did that kind of manifest and by the way what is the what is the story about if you when mine, well, it's, uh, it's it's basically just a six minute short because I'm like, you know, I'm going to start off simple. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know that the shorter it is with this, especially with film festivals, you know, you it's easier to get into multiple ones because, you know, there's only so many allowed in certain, you know, blocks. Right. So I'm like, so this will be good. So it's just a little romantic comedy about it's my boyfriend. I'm kind of losing him to his obsession of finding his quote unquote dream girl through his movie fantasies. So he has all these actresses or movie reenactments that are his favorite. So basically to F up his little fantasy, I'm actually the one acting out each of his fantasies for each of his ideal girls in the Uh, movie. uh, So um, I get to play certain like, you know, iconic roles that he he that are his favorite and you know basically in the end of course you know he realizes what's right in front of him so it's just it's just a silly little romantic comedy but it was an absolute blast i mean we totally shot gorilla style just a couple people and to be honest i i understand now when they say to expect the unexpected because Mm -hmm. when we got there 
the girl that location bless her heart but it kind of happened last minute she was also a dog sitter which she was dog sitting 12 dogs oh my that day so <laughs> i mean had, <laughs> the dogs actually sitting her because that's that's a handful yeah. right there i mean i can imagine was, a household of 12 dogs that's no it was you're not <laughs> it was beyond crazy because literally the second we got there one of the like the beagle got out and was running down receipt and we spent two <laughs> an hour and a half trying to catch uh, him which it almost ended everything oh my. and then we had to transfer the dogs room to room because one was a barker and they were crying <laughs> and then so we had to put one in the scene so because you know <laughs> that's a movie somebody should have took the camera and just shot a film oh uh, it like- was because oh. I'm a complete diehard dog lover, so yeah, it too. was wonderful. Nice, but nice. yeah, it was it was it was bad. But yeah, so we had to basically revamp the whole day. Like we shot the last scene first and just did everything because we had to go around the dog schedule. But it was yeah. it was a it was a good lesson in just how fun and laugh about it and and uh, do what you need to do. And it, the first time out, it was challenging, but yeah, it was it was an amazing day. It was great. My God, that'd be insanity. By the way, a beagle too. Those are my favorite kind of, well, I li- so many dogs that I like now, but we used to have beagles growing up. Jack and Jill, I remember as a Aww. kid, they were so adorable, <laughs> but they bark a lot, those beagles. They, they will definitely bark. Oh my. Well, this beagle didn't bark, but he literally stood on the staircase and stared at us with like one eye the whole time like just didn't like us in his home uh, they are territorial it's cute that's yeah. a that's a funny story oh my god i'm still can't get over 12 dogs running around like that that's... yeah actually i think it was 13 oh but, my um, god it was great we got to bond but they kept licking my tanning cream <laughs> off my leg so I had, to, I had to reapply oh my <laughs> uh, that's hilarious my goodness now let's go back to the film Quite a uh, quite a funny story, but uh, yeah, you know, Dream Girl obviously have had some success in festivals. What's that experience been like for you? It's actually been really fun. The, I, I definitely noticed with film festivals, you get out of what you put into it. I mean, you know, you you got to you can't just go just like oh, I'll watch my film and have a good time. And it's like a very much a you have to concentrate on networking. And I've, I've actually, like the first one and the second one, I might have just kind of went with my friends. Like, oh, let's have a good time. The last couple, uh, I made sure to, you know, really network in between the screenings. I pretty much when I go to festivals, I, I stay almost the whole time. I see every film. Yeah, it's nice, nice. And, uh, yeah. And I've just, you've learned so much from other people's work. And then I've oh, hooked yeah. up with somebody recently that we're going to do our second one together. So it's just, yeah, I definitely know if you can't just sit back and, it's not like going to a film and eating popcorn. I mean, you've exactly. got to put a lot into it. So yeah, you got to um, work the room, got to work the place. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's easy to kind of get into your comfort zone. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not really, you know, I don't really want to do that or I'm not in the mood, but I just noticed it's way more productive that way. And yes. it's going to go to, um, the next one is the, the AOF and the Hollywood dreams in, in Vegas in August. Oh, cool. Very so good. you're going to make yeah, that so trip? I just, yeah. So cool. cause I have family there, so it'll be a nice cheap, cheap trip so i can just stay in their house but um nice. yeah i met um a couple of people at a party recently who both have films there so um oh, it'll wow. be nice to network there and yeah. apparently there's tons of panels and stuff to do so i'm going to try and stay a little later and and you know just make the most out of out of networking and just uh you know collaborating with people because um you know i would like to continue to you know produce my own work and i just kind of want to learn from uh you know from the people that have done it from the ground up maybe get more involved with writing and actually producing it solely and stuff so um yeah i'm kind of using that the film festival venues to to kind of just 
really become a producer and, uh, you know, just to really learn the ropes that way. Oh, fantastic. By the way, Brett Newton was a director, right? How did you all meet? I think I knew him from someone else that worked with them and because they have a company where they you know shoot reels and stuff like that and then i didn't really realize that they would i think i approached them with wanting to do a short film and so yeah i had met with them and just really liked their vibe and they were just i don't know they were really fun to work with and they have a movie that's coming out so you know they you know do way beyond just shooting reels and stuff so they've been in the business for a while so yeah and they just had a whole team that uh you know, the writer and the editing and they just had everyone. And I knew because I, I didn't want to have to seek out individual people to help me with my shorts. I get a little impatient once they get started on something. I just wanted it to happen. So they just had all the contacts. So I just worked with them and, and uh, I don't know, they were awesome. They just nice. were so quick and easy to work with. So yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I probably will do something with them again, but yeah, they were just a, a group of actors that, you know, have their own business and, and, uh, you know, yeah, they're just, they're a great group of people. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. Is there anything else that, uh, that you would like to, uh, share anything else that's going on in your world currently? I know you've done a lot of stuff in the, in you know, previous years, but I wanted to know if there's anything that you'd like to share while we've got you on the air in terms of projects that you're working on. Well, now I'm, I'm going to work on another, I'm going to be writing with somebody that I met at the last film festival. Cause I want to do more of a dramatic short. So I've kind yeah. of done more comedic stuff, but also I opened my big mouth and told Carrie that I wanted to do the 48 hour film festival. Oh, nice. Now I feel like I'm, I have to do it because I put it out there and she's done like eight of them. So if anyone can help me, it's her. So yeah, I'm working on that now. So we're just going to, I mean, basically, as you probably know, it's the night before that you find out what you're doing, but I'm just trying to find out locations and crew and, and I don't know, I guess I'm doing it. I mean, it's August 4th to the 6th. So now is the time to plan as best you can. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Very, very good stuff. You have to tell me about a lot of the stuff that you do for animals. I think that's a uh, quite fascinating protecting the rights of animals. What are, are you involved in any organizations? What do you do you know, specifically for that cause? Because I thought that's uh, rather cool. Yeah, I, I work, um, I mean, my friend Fawn, she's a singer songwriter that I've done quite a few music videos with. She's really into animal rights. And I recently started going out to a lot of events. Like there's a, there's a beagle protection program and there, hmm. and the Brittany foundation. And to be honest, it's like, I'm fairly new to it. And, and I've gone to, uh, I went to skin trade. It was, a, it was a film that was just hideous about the, the fur trade. And oh. it was, it's something I want to do, but it's the probably the most depressing, heart-wrenching thing that I've ever done. Yeah. And when I'm there, it's like it almost just oh, overwhelms me with like, you know, just everything with, the, you know, commercial farming and everything, how animals are treated. And part of me is just like, oh, I, I'm too sensitive to this. I can't really handle it. But at the same time, you have to be their voice. So it's I'm just honestly trying every month to no matter what it is, just tend events with her, go out and, you know, be their voice and just do what I need to do to change this whole, especially the commercial farming stuff that just, you know, I do what I do as far as, you know, eating organic stuff and making sure it's not from farms that they're just abused. Mm -hmm. So it's it's something I, I, I honestly just have to get over the fact that it, it, it depresses the crap out of me, but um, yeah, I'm just, 
you know, whether I'm just donating to organizations or going and just being a voice for them, it's been a really passion of mine because, I mean, I've literally have loved animals and basically it's gotten through pretty rough childhood just surrounding myself with animals they were my life just they were the they're just the best things in the world so yeah i just went whatever i can do to help them i'm all for it not even pretty much yourself yeah i kind of live on a farm i mean i used to have goats but i have chickens and dogs i mean i live in agua dulce so i uh we have acreage so it's yeah i pretty much try to surround myself we downsized a little bit just because as you get busier it's harder to take care of animals yeah. but um yeah i mean I, i've grown up competing horseback riding and always had animals and it's just wow. they're just my life but yeah. yeah it's just it is it's a hard thing to see some of the things that animals go through but it's just like anything i mean you just children or animals i mean they don't have a voice really so you just got to really suck it up and it's not about you and you just got to do what you need to do to, to help make a difference that's so true humans do some really inhumane things with animals that's for sure it's a yes. weird it's a weird world we live in sometimes. Yeah, I, I see some really crazy news stories with animals, too, recently that are pretty disturbing, mostly dealing with bestiality. Oh, my. Oh, <laughs> just, oh man. Let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I've seen some interesting stuff. I tell you what, especially in Florida, I see a lot of stories with people who are having relationships with dogs, and that is just... Out. Oh crap! Where did you hear that? <laughs> I read the I read the craziest stuff on the uh, on the on the internet there, and uh, sometimes it's just I can't even believe what I'm reading. I'm oh like, my oh goodness! My. It's outrageous. That's just that's, that's, that's uh, just disgusting. That's outrageous. Yeah, because there's one story I read, Christine. It was about somebody who uh, like it was a lady who had her is like really had an intimate relationship with her dog. And oh my goodness! I, I can't. I, I won't repeat what happened with oh that uh, relationship, but it involved peanut butter, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm just leave it oh at that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> For some reason, that sounds strangely familiar. I'm not sure why. <laughs> uh, oh my! Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness! Now, <laughs> I want to ask you what you like to watch. Do you have an opportunity to? watch any tv shows or movies but is there anything else that you're watching right now i'm trying to get more into uh sitcoms because I, yeah. I, i'm starting to do i just i'm doing a comedy class where uh i'm trying to appreciate sitcoms more <laughs> it's yeah. just very oh, yeah. popular yeah but yeah i uh, actually i watched the reruns of curb your enthusiasm which he's freaking hilarious i love that dry yeah. sense of humor cool. so i've been watching that yeah. And then, you know, Modern Family. Oh, yeah. But classic. yeah, I, I'm definitely more into film. I mean, that's definitely more my passion. But it just seems so many things that like with Hulu and all the streaming and all the Netflix originals, there seems to be so many good things out. So I have 100 things on my watch list. That is my goal to just start appreciating TV a little bit more. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much good TV content out now. You know, do you binge watch or? Yeah, I, I had to get off of Investigation Discovery, oh, which yeah. it, it sounds That's... ridiculous, no, but no. I, I awesome. love solving mysteries and catching the bad guy. But yeah, but <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah, um, I watched, started watching The Blacklist lately. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And I have a friend who loves I, that, by the way. Loves that. Yeah. James Spader is just really, really good. I mean, yeah. he wasn't even recognizable when I saw him and that. He just looks so different. Yeah, yeah. I got to binge watch that because I keep hearing how great it is. Yeah, it's it's super good. But wow. um, pretty much anything, I'll just flip through. And if I like the actors, I'll watch it. But yeah, it, that's kind of on my 
summer list is to start watching as many sitcoms and, you know, the great shows that are out right now. That's why Netflix is so wonderful. You can just go back and watch everything from the past. Hell yeah. I love the fact that you can just watch anything at leisure, too. You don't have to, like like sit there and watch it because i dvr most of the stuff anyways that i would watch during the day but it's nice that you can just actually just find whatever you want to watch press a button press play you can pause the damn thing go get some yes. you know go to the no restroom no commercials <laughs> which is a huge plus right there just alone. Oh my because you think about it, i mean the average show that you're watching you're only probably getting like 14 or you know 15 minutes of that show and the rest is commercials even on a half hour show it's outrageous. Yeah, nobody has patience for commercials. I, I've been starting to watch a commercial a little bit more now because I just signed with a commercial agent. I'm like, well, yeah. at least you need to know what commercials are out. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they're the most irritating things when you're trying to watch a show and just the constant interruption. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's think of five years from now or 10 years from now. What are some of your uh, short-term, long-term goals? Well, I want to... I definitely want to be an influence in and furthering um, women's roles in the industry. I mean, I, I mean, I don't really have any desire to, you know, as a producer or a director or anything, but I just love where women's roles are being more recognized. I just want to be a part of being representing women in the industry, just working with women and just representing us how we should be represented, like just strong female character driven roles and not again just ornamental with you know in the background and all that and i just want to support women as in any capacity that i can in this industry and then also just i'm a christian so i want there to be more faith and family-based films which Mm. there seem to be a lot more of yeah yeah i want to be part of that i mean i don't want to just Mm, do faith and family-based films i want to do a lot of mainstream but Mm -hmm. i I just really think that there's just a lot of stuff out there especially for kids that they don't need to be watching and there's just a lot of darkness i mean our world's dark enough i would just love to do stuff that's just more uplifting and inspiring and that'll just you know send a more positive message to you know to younger people and you know in general yeah it seems like it's hard to find anything that's you know that is uplifting nowadays it's all pretty dark yes and and that's yeah and it's been it's been a challenge because it's like you know if you look a certain way they expect you to do certain things and you know but i'm just you know i've turned things down that it's a hard line it's like and you don't have to necessarily be a christian to have the difficulties but it's just you know you want to do something because a certain character you like but at the same time you want to represent yourself in a certain way so it's just finding that nice path where i can be out there and 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 do stuff that's a little bit more inspiring and be more positive influence is pretty much what it's always been on the back of my mind whenever i you know choose to do anything very cool very cool i appreciate you sharing that with us and you know our listeners out there and shout out to the folks that are listening here remember if you have a question for christine please feel free to ask and i will make sure that we get that question through Now, we are approaching the end of the program here, and I like to ask my guests to give a little advice because there might be some people listening to this that are trying to figure this thing out, Christine, and they might be in need of a little advice there, a little encouragement, a little pep, you know, a little pep in the uh, the step there, because it can be pretty difficult, this entertainment industry, as you know, and as I know, it is quite an interesting journey. But maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. You know, maybe they're just getting started. Maybe they don't have the resources. Is there any advice you would give that individual? Yes, absolutely. It's really easy 
to get discouraged and think that not enough is happening. But again, what's been the most empowering thing for me is to remember why you're doing what you're doing and go out there. Don't wait for anyone to give you an opportunity because that opportunity could be a long time coming. And just this whole world of creating your own content and just getting out there and collaborating with like-minded people is probably the most liberating and empowering thing because you're so busy just doing what you love and going out there and being passionate and putting out material that you're proud of, that there's really no time for the lulls. You're not thinking about that. So you just concentrate on your craft, study as much as you can and go out there and do something every single day. And at the end of the day, you're going to know that you did everything you possibly could to fulfill, you know, whatever dream that you might have in this industry. Uh, That is excellent advice. And because you gave that advice, Christine, I've got to do something here to you. My God, that I'm going to regret and that you might regret, but I've got to do this to you. And it's something that I do to all of my guests. And I'm going to give you a couple seconds here to kind of ponder what that is. Uh And, um, I can't say that it's something that you'll enjoy, but I've got to do this to you. I really don't believe in discrimination of any type. And, you know, you've been so wonderful, but um, I've just got to do this to you. Now, I'm going to give you a moment here to opt out if you want. You can, but let me just give you a moment. Do you (laughs) want to go through with this? Do you want to find out what this is? This has been a year of firsts for me, so I will go for it. Oh, my goodness. You dive (laughs) right in. A year of firsts. Well, I hate to do this to you, but... (laughs) No, Christine, this is the part of the show where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves. All that for this, right? No, Christine, (laughs) this fun fact has to be something that people don't know about you. And it's it's important. It has to be something that anyone listening to this might find out something new about you. And I'm going to put the spotlight on you. You said it was a first, right? So the floor is yours. Hmm. A a fun fact. Something that somebody doesn't know about. Could could it be a gross fact? Oh, yes. I love (laughs) the gross fun facts. I sometimes wonder why I'm not as healthy as I should be. So perhaps as embarrassing as it might be, when I was a kid, when my parents wouldn't come home for a while or I was at the barn and waiting for my sisters to pick me up, I used to eat dog food and my horse's grain until the next (laughs) next. Oh my. And oh. to be honest, I revealed that to someone recently. Oh my. <laughs> they thought it was disgusting, but when you're starving and you're at the stables <laughs> for eight hours, and it's surprisingly not that gross. Now, that is one hell of a fun fact <laughs> right there. Now, I got to ask you, how does it taste? Because I don't know. I can't get past the smell. Like, it smells so <laughs> strange. It smells... I don't even know how to describe it. Well, horse grain is good because it has molasses. Oh, and that's what people eat. Okay. But I'm not talking about soft dog food. That's nasty. Yeah, It's yeah. more like the hard stuff. It was actually a little 
little Bitter puppy chow, a little uh, yeah, little kibbles it, it and just, bits there, a little. Uh, it sustains you in between meals. I have. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably oh why my. I'm not the healthiest person at, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> but it's full of nutrients, though. That's uh, that's one thing about it. That is that is a tremendous fun fact right there. I love that. That is that's one of the best there. That that goes that ranks yeah. up there. That's, that's pretty. Well, awesome. I have not done it since. Just so you know, it was just a kid thing. <laughs> well, it's better than cat food, I think. Personally. Oh yeah, cat food is oh. actually really bad. Oh. Dog food's much better. My God, <laughs> that's a great fun fact. Oh my! Now, how can folks get in touch with you and stay up to date with everything? That you've got going on well i'm on twitter at christine jace and then imdb and my website is christinejace.com it's a nice website by the way yeah really nice oh stuff. thank you really nicely laid out. um so yeah any of those and again anyone interested in the 48 hour film festival i'm always looking for collaborators so they can Ooh. always reach out to me i'm going to a mixer in july so kind of getting a crew together and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go for it so Ooh. uh Carrie won't let me do otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shout out to Carrie again. What a wonderful lady she is, isn't she? Just wonderful. I can't get yes. enough of her. She's, she's got a good energy about her, and she's very helpful. There's a lot of people that aren't that aren't genuinely this kind and helpful, brothers. And she is just fantastic. There needs to be more people like that in this industry. Yes, she's a great cheerleader, and 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 makes me accountable for the times when I don't feel well, but she makes me do what I need to do anyway. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Love that. Yes. Love that. I got to say, it's been a pleasure having you on this program here today. It is quite a treat. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I definitely would love to bring you back, obviously, in the future here with some updates here. So it'll be it'd be cool to you know revisit this conversation. Now that we're live show, I'm going to be bringing people on a lot frequently. So it'd be nice to have you back in the future for a, a little update. Okay. Yes, that'd be awesome. And by the way, you have an incredible radio voice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That is <laughs> yeah, very, it's it's very, very soothing. Oh, very kind of you. Hopefully, it didn't put you to sleep, though, did it? No, it okay. was soothing in a good way. Oh, oh, oh well, well, hold on a second here, Christine. Don't get me in trouble now. Hold on a second now. I might have to might have to meet you at a mixer. You <laughs> stop off such a I'm such a flirt. My God, don't mind me. I'm just outrageous, that Max. My goodness, but I appreciate that. You have a nice voice yourself. I, I, I oh, remember telling you. you at the beginning of the conversation, a very lovely voice and a very nice conversation. I really appreciate you coming on this uh, podcast here and uh, chatting it up a bit. It's fun, isn't it? Yes, thank you so much for having me, and I'm glad it all worked out. Very good stuff. Well, folks, if you're listening to this and we're unable to catch this live stream the podcast version will be available in a few days there on itunes stitcher google play and all those other fun places where you can find the cinema after dark podcast i want to give another shout out to the folks that are in the chat and that are listening to this live i appreciate you tuning in tonight but ladies and gentlemen that was christine jace my goodness make sure you check her out and follow her folks and on that note, I think we'll fade out here. Christine, what do you think? Thank you. Have a great night and God bless. You too. And have a wonderful night, folks. I will be back with more after this break. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Miss Christine Chase. What a wonderful discussion that was. My goodness, shouldn't be laughing there about the fun facts she shared there. It's quite quite unique <laughs> i haven't heard that one before certainly something to remember 
But I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening here to the live stream and those in the chat. Got folks from Japan, UK, my goodness. That is fantastic. I really appreciate you tuning in here tonight. Most importantly, I want to thank everyone that tunes into this podcast. Obviously, the show does not exist without you listening. So please spread the word about this show. Dream big. Be humble.